What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another great episode of Industry Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Jazz, the CEO, a.k.a. the Dapper Security Guard. And I have a special guest with me today. I mean, long time coming this episode right here. I got DJ with me. DJ, what's going on? What's up? What's up? How y'all doing? Ah, so, DJ, do you go by DJ or do you go by your full name? How does that work? So, I go by DJ. Okay. Um, if, if I leave it up to my mom, <laughs> my mom would say that DJ is mean and Demarius is nice. But, I mean, D- DJ, can, DJ can be both, depending on how you come at him. Okay, okay, how you come at him. Okay, so who are you at work? Are you DJ or? Oh, I'm DJ. Okay, okay, okay. Yep. All right. So we, I, I already asked you how you are at work. So let me tell the people: Do you do Ohio call it school resource officer, or what is the proper title in Ohio? So in Ohio, you do have school resource officers. Okay. Um, but they work directly for the school board. Like I, I live in Cleveland, so our school resource our, our school resource officers could, would be you know Cleveland Metropolitan School District okay by me being a private security officer okay um, we get the title security officer but I still look at myself as a school resource officer because I think that I'm able to implement and help out and be resourceful the same as a school resource officer mm-hmm. so so what is the difference if you don't mind me like besides the fact that they work directly for the school board um and job duties what is the difference between a school having private security and a school having a resource officer so truth be told there is no difference <laughs> the major difference that i would say that's between me and um, other school resource officers, I just know from the ones that I've not mm-hmm. dealt with, but what I've seen, I, oh, okay. I do carry a firearm for duty. Um, most of the school resources that I've seen in Cleveland, um, they're unarmed. And if they are a school resource officer, they're through a specific. Oh, and I did not know that they were unarmed. That's interesting. Yeah, our. Yeah, our most I want to say if yeah. I'm, I don't want to quote it, but out of all the out of all the school resources that I've seen, they're that's interesting. I think our, here, um, I'm in Baltimore. Well, I'm in Maryland, but here it's like they have their own like it's like their own police department, and like that's who worked at city schools. And I believe that they're armed, but I'm gonna have to double check on that. Um, so since you're armed. Does your school that you work at, do they have both? Do they have you as an armed private security officer and a resource officer? Or are you just in there working the whole school by yourself? So the school that I'm at, I'm there. Basically Jeez, how many kids? Do you know how many kids is in the school that you work? So we, um, we started off small, the school that I work at. Um, it's, a, okay. it's an alternative school. Um, but see, People, when once you say that I go to alternative school, people automatically assume that you're bad. Yes, I just not, did that. That's why I said, "Oh, I okay." Right? It's 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 <laughs> not. Yeah, I see. But um, it's not always bad. Like I have a good group of kids. Matter of fact, I graduated okay. from an alternative school. Um, the reason me being that I had to graduate from an alternative school is because. My grade, I got behind in my grades. I have a learning disability, and I just wasn't able to mm-hmm. keep up with my grades. So, therefore, I had to go to alternative school. 
Um, also, you know, by me taking care of my mom and working, you know, got behind the school. So, you know, our alternative school was yeah the next best thing. Make sure that you school, finished right? out. Um, right. Um, even though I ended up graduating what year? What year or two later? Um, that don't even yeah, matter. Yes, that is what matters. As long as you graduated. Right. Um. So a little bit about my school. Um. We're a small school. We just opened up in last year, August. So roughly, I have about, before this COVID-19 happened, we had about, I want to say 60 students. And all of them, they're, they're, it's a group of, um, it's a good group of kids. I, I love them all. Yeah. I they were my- how, how old are you exactly? I am 23. And that's, I think that's how I'm able to yeah. connect with my kids so much. My, not my <laughs> kids, my students so much. Because... Most of my students are oh again, um my school we do um ages fifteen to twenty-three. Um and most of the most of my students, you know, the things that they've been through in life, I pretty much been through or been through I know it. someone that yeah. has gone through that situation. So I feel like, you know, I can coach them. So that's why, you know, they cling to me, you know, when I Yeah, yeah it, it came back. So the last thing I heard was uh, that's why they cling to me. So you can start right back there and I'll edit it out. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, like I was saying, um, my students they're fifteen, their age is fifteen to my bad, fifteen to twenty-two, not twenty-three. Um, and I'm twenty-three. So that I think that's why I'm able to yeah get a good connection. It closes that um, that gap kids have when they think grown-ups per se don't understand them they probably see you as somewhere you know closer to their age so they think that you understand them and I'm pretty sure you do understand them better um so yeah since I thought automatically that alternative school meant bad kids and I'm glad you brought that up and I'm glad we're kind of shining the light on the fact that that is not what that means as far as issues in the school uh, I mean a couple of years ago, there was a video that went viral and it was a school resource officer and he like pulled that girl out of her seat and like threw her on the floor. Do you remember that video? Yeah, I, I've seen that. Um, actually, when I went through the security academy, that's one of the videos that, you know. So what, what, us. and not giving away training, I guess, too much. What did they say about that video? What was the take? What was the lesson they were trying to teach you out of that video? Basically, that that was a, <laughs> that was a huge no no. Um, it 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 was. Um, and I I get it. Being a school resource officer, it, it's not easy. Um, especially dealing with alternative kids. Alternative can mean bad, but just you know, I thank God that I have a good group of kids. Um, to me, he approached the situation so wrong um to, to me it's all about talking once you want it you don't really necessarily have to mm-hmm. use the tools on your belt as long as you pretty much can talk to them you know talking is pretty key it's a key important yeah. and security or law enforcement you have to be able to know how to talk to somebody um 
And that mm -hmm. using force like that should be your very <laughs> I can see you shaking your head right now. Yeah, yeah that was just, I, yeah, that's just, yeah, that uh, I don't even remember what happened. Did he get fired? I don't remember if that, <laughs> it's just always, yeah, I can't keep up. I, it, it's always so much. Yeah. I can't keep, um, so I have I you had any situations sure. at your, your time at the school? Have you had any situations where you had to get physical with a kid and why what happened? Uh, so we did have an incident where um, I had a kid, well, student, I'm not going to say kid. I had a student that threw a temper tantrum um, somehow, some way. He was able to get pair, huh? He was able to get a pair of scissors. Um, mm -hmm. and you know he he came at me. Um, you know a lot of things could have happened, but you know I was able to you know grab him and you know disarm him and able to talk to him and figure out what happened. Like I said, talking is a very key important insecurity. Um, I was able to talk yeah. down. Um, I know it's going to sound crazy, um, but mm -hmm. I don't use my handcuffs. Um, even though I could, I did isolate him from the whole rest of the school. Um, it was me and the administrator. We locked, we, um, locked ourselves in the room and we was able to talk to him and figure out what happened. Yes, I could have put him in handcuffs. Um, but I didn't feel that he was a yeah. bigger threat to the whole school and everybody was basically still in their classroom. Um, we did implement a lockdown. All those teachers lock, did lock their doors um, while this incident was going on. But yeah, I don't like using my hands. Mm, yeah. Like, but then you yeah. have to deal with. <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna definitely talk about that. that. <laughs> yeah. So I try. I try not to. Yeah, I try not to use my handcuffs. I try to treat. I try to treat the students as if. I try to look at them through my mom's eyes. Like, how would mama, how would my mom feel if the school resource officer yeah. put my kid in handcuffs, or if he drew a firearm, or or he tased them? Or yeah, that's actually the smartest thing to, to do, actually. Especially uh, touching on talking and being able to talk to people. I think a lot of people, and not just security, definitely police. A lot of people don't know how to talk to people. Like, it's like, dude, you can tell me to do this, that, and a third because that is your job, but you don't got to mm -hmm. talk to me like that. Like, and I think that's where a lot of confrontations start at. It just starts by the tone, the way you say things. And, um, yeah, that, that's a, and that's a, a good thing to bring mm -hmm. up because I always tell people, like, verbal judo is the, is the thing. Like, that is a tool that everybody should have, practice, and use because yeah, it can yeah. stop a lot of things from happening, you know. So, man, uh, the scissors. Did you have you ever had to pull out your weapon at school? Oof. Thank God, no. Um, I don't. I don't ever want to put myself in that predicament. Oh, but don't get me wrong. If I have to, I will. Yeah. But um, like I said. My kids, my students, they're they're a good group. Um, I can basically, yeah. I can literally talk to them. Are you are you there? Are school research or officers or private security for schools? Are they there for the students' behavior, or are they there for that threat of a active shooter coming into the school?
Truth be told, I don't even think it's for an active shooter. Truth be told, I think it's for mm-hmm. administration. I think um, stu- I'm not students. I think teachers are scared yeah. of students, so therefore they say that oh, we need a you know we need a security officer. Here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you love like so said, you love it. So is this something that you're gonna continue to do? It. Are you gonna like stay at the school and and kind of this is sort of the career path for, as far as what lane you want to be in in security, or are you thinking of doing other things? So this is this um and actually me and my mom we have talked about this so. I guess another difference mm-hmm. between me and actual school resource officer, mm-hmm. um, school resource officers, by me being private security, um, I don't oh, get yeah. paid for um, holidays. So like you know your spring break, your spring break, your winter break, um, when the last day of school, literally from the last day of school oh, yeah, to the first true. day of school, you know I'm going without a paycheck. So you know I love it. Um, that that was a breaking. Um, uh, I didn't realize that when I was going yeah to school security. You know, I thought that you know I'm going to get paid. You know, it was a better paying job than my last job. You know, I just didn't realize that. So um, I do want to stay. Um, that's just something that I had to consider. Um, I just probably have to you know get a second job or whatnot. But you know, that shouldn't be that hard. Um, I really mm-hmm. do like. Um, I really do like you know helping my kids out. Um, reaching out to oh, them. Really? So many have reached out, you know, during this t- um, time of COVID-19. You know, so many of them, yeah, a lot of them have reached out to me. Um, administration think that it's wrong for, you know, mm-hmm. my students to have my social media, and I can get where they're coming from, but me, I feel that, you know, I made a part, you know, I, I've, I've, I'm not going to say I brung up yeah. this kid, but I made a difference in this kid's life since he walked, you know, since they walked through the door. And I'm the type of security officer, um, if you need yeah. help with something and I can help you, I'm going to, you know, help you. Uh, and if I can't help you, I'm going to find somebody to help you. So, you know, I'm, I thank God that um, he's given me that <laughs> talent where, you know, I'm so, uh, people call me the gentle giant. Um <laughs> Yeah, I've I've had the nickname since kindergarten. Um, you know, I'm I just thank God that you know I'm able to help my students no matter what the situation yeah. is. Yeah, and truth be told, I mean, if it's not like a, a set rule that it, it can't be it done, and you're not, it's not like we're on your page. I mean, out of all people I follow, it's not like you are on your page doing half of the crap I see people doing that shouldn't let anybody in their job see. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, okay, I mean. So I have a a different question here. I want to talk about the training. Um, I want to go back to the training because I think we were speaking before and you were telling me how it's just not like training through the job. It's like a a college like that you had to pay for or that you had to tell me about that because that's definitely not the same everywhere, especially here. That's not the same at all. So it's different. Being um, I'm from Detroit. Nick, um, that's how I got the. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I got the Facebook. Uh, I mean Instagram name. D, um, Detroit DJ. Um, in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Oh shoot. Okay, there we go. Um, can you hear me? Oh, sorry, it was saying reconnecting. So, doing security here in Cleveland is very different from Detroit. Um, in Detroit, all you need to do is all you need to have is your concealed weapon permit and you can go do armed security anywhere 
I thought it's like <laughs> the, I thought it was like that everywhere. <laughs> Not in Cleveland. In Cleveland, you have to have. <laughs> in Cleveland, you have to have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's well, being armed, being armed in Cleveland. Um, you have to have a minimum of twenty hours of firearms training. Um, you know that's basically yeah. your safety rule that's um handling a firearm. Um, I decided to pursue it a little bit further. So they have Ohio has um the program called APADA, which stands for Ohio. Hold on, Ohio Peace Officer Training Academy, okay. so, something like that. But that's the gym. That's um, what it normally stands for. Um, and you have your twenty-hour um, firearm class, or one hundred one hundred sixty hours. I decided to pursue my one hundred sixty hours. <laughs> yeah, but look at listen, listen to this. So it's a little bit. Um, it's a little bit more um, aspect to it. Okay. So basically, I've decided to pursue the one sixty. So basically, um, the one sixty. Um, it's pretty much. I'm not going to say it's like going through the police academy, um, but it's very similar. We had the police academy right across the hall, so the same subject that we were mm. pretty much touching on is the same subject that the police officers were touching on, um, and that's basically um, use of force and general public. Um, we we're doing um, basically mm-hmm. everything that you can pretty much think of that a police officer would know. That's what okay. we did. Except we chopped it down into about 160 hours. Um, on top of that, on top of that, we had hand-to-hand combat, um, learning how to disarm people. Um, we we did a little bit of fighting in there. You learned how to use a baton. Wow. You learned how to use a taser. You got pepper spray. Um, and I actually end up, yeah, I actually end up getting messed up pretty bad in the academy. Um, I was training with my partner. Oh my god, my partner used to be. <laughs> And so we were doing, I know, right? Um, <laughs> so, um, one of the um, scenarios that we did, boom, you have on your duty belt, it's full of your mm-hmm. gear, you know, your mags, um, you, um, your mags, your cuffs, all of that. And you have a vest on, boom, you get your <laughs> ass knocked down on the ground and you're getting your ass whooped by this person. Yeah. How are you going to get, you know, get them off the top, you know, get them off the top of you? Um, I got him off the top of me, and I guess I twisted oh my, my leg in the wrong direction. I felt three snaps in my were leg. You so to finish out me. training, even though you were hurt. But uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I finished. Um, that's 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 the Detroit blood in me. Um, we pretty much, yeah, I did everything. I um, I was still injured. Um, my leg was oh my big as a watermelon. It was so swelling. It was so swollen. It wasn't even funny. Yeah, I was hopping, and you know, I didn't have a car. And that's why I didn't have a car at the time. So you know, at the time, I'm catching the bus all the way to, and even in the freaking, it, it's six weeks. So you know, I'm hopping in the snow and ice on crutches, yeah, all the way to this program because I'm like, I'm going to, you know, finish this program. Part of me want to um mm-hmm. part of me really did say F it you know I give up but um I thank God that my mom pushed me and you know my classmate Oof. pushed me well congratulations on that I, I mean if there's so. if I ever needed a story of triumph that is one right there because okay. like you know I mean like that's what the whole point of the the podcast <laughs> is you know I talk to people and I always say you know this is more than just an interview and it's a conversation for 
And I say the I like to say the average, like when I explain it to other people, I like to say mm-hmm. the average Joe security officer. Because some of these podcasts you hear about, like like you had a partner that was Navy SEAL. You hear about only the Navy SEAL military got security, da 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 guys. <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, this is motivating, but it also is not me. You know, there's a lot of people who are trying to get through something, they don't have a car right. or da, da, da. so these kind of stories I really I really appreciate getting shared with me because they're really motivating to, to people who are, you know, working their regular nine to fives and are like, Man, I just wanna give up. It's cold, it's no and I know about that cold. I'm from Buffalo, New York, so snow is a thing that I ran away from. Like I live in Baltimore, they always like, Oh, it's so much snow and I'm like, You have no idea. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> so yeah i appreciate you sharing that that part of the story with me um is your, is your legs like damaged from that like still okay so um i'm it's getting better but um i still feel that it's um weak at points um yeah i just need to i think i just need to start exercising my leg more um that's all it is um, basically what I did when I tore it, I mm. also tore the tissue, some of the tissue and, um, what else? I can't remember what else they said that I pretty much torn there, but your mm-hmm. meniscus is like pretty much your shock absorber of your legs and, um, once that's gone, you know. No, we, okay, we didn't talk about this. Gone. This is, you know, let's make my leg hurt. I ain't nothing my leg right now, but this make my leg hurt. <laughs> well, I'm glad that it actually got better, and I'm glad that you graduated and got to, you know, continue pursuing your dream. I mean, we were talking about how, because you're private security, you um, don't get holidays and stuff like that. So right now we're in the midst of this COVID situation, and even during your spring breaks and holidays, what do you do? during those times where do you uh go work or like what do you do during the times where school is out <laughs> get on my mom's nerves <laughs> at least you can admit that right you know <laughs> get on my mom's nerves um yeah me and my mom we have we i take care of my mom you know we have a good mom um um i would love to <laughs> but one thing that I really um would like to start doing, mm-hmm. um, tactical car. I definitely watch him all the time on IG. Um, he built. Yeah, that's my man's right there. Um, I don't know if you've seen, but he like just built this freaking. I guess it's um an image of a house, and you learn how to do breaches. So I bet I want to learn. I'm not learn. I want to pretty much teach class mm-hmm. i guess one thing that i would love to um do on my time off away from school um when we have our break, yeah um have our breaks and become a firearms um instructor um i've done I, <laughs> i'm not going to say yeah i will say um i've worked with i've worked with security officers don't name them don't name them <laughs> and i'm not going to name any names but i've worked with security i'm not, I'm not. <laughs> i've worked with security officers that didn't know how to clear mm-hmm. a building and it's it's very hard to clear a building. It is it is. Um especially if you have a big building. Um but you know my man's mm-hmm. car tactical carl is you know teaching people how to clear them and whatnot. So I think that's one that yeah. I um, yeah I, I, I am one of those people who didn't know how to clear a building. Um and I, I took classes and I think you know that brings us to the you know back to training, you know like the training you did in that that school is a training that you had to do. But 
what people I think in this industry don't realize is that we don't get a police academy and we don't get annual training and we don't get those things that police do get or the military get. And we have to take it upon ourselves to train, you know, because we could have our gun and be sitting there, something go down. But you know, if you don't know what you're doing, then you're not, you, it's no reason for you to be there. You're only getting yourself hurt or other people hurt. So right. I think it is cool that, you know, that you continue training and that you want to train other people. I just recently um, took another uh, room clearing, building clearing class. And I, I learned something new every time I take another class. Uh, so I think that's great. And I think if that's something you want to do, you should start doing it. You know what I mean? Like, even if you do it through a new apartment, you know, just, you know, just, Post some content on your on right. your uh, social media so that people see that you do know how to do this and people start hitting you up. I mean, you know, I always be like, look who in my inbox now. You know, I always say that because it it's it it proves my <laughs> point of I have a business manager. She always tells me, you know, share your content, share your story, share this, and I'll be like, man, people don't care that I can do this or know this, but 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 once I start sharing it on a consistent basis, people come to the page you know people come to me like hey can we do this together we do that so if that's something you want to do start it now i mean now is the time like we have a lot of time on our hands we don't know when this crap is going to end we don't know you know for you when the schools are going to open back up so uh i I encourage you to do that because i would come and take one of those classes i i told myself when this started like i am going to save up some money so i can travel and take classes i want to Go take Tactical Carl's class. Shout out to Tactical Carl. He's in Texas. If you guys don't follow him, you should follow him. Um, mm-hmm. I want to go to Texas and take one of his classes. I went to Texas with a client, and um, we went to Galveston, but it was like three, four hours away from where he is, and I was like, I'm not, I can't leave the client and go four hours away <laughs> to train with one of my Instagram buddies. Like, you can't do that, so I didn't get a chance <laughs> to go. <laughs> but I wanted to, so I think, you know, we got we to put some trips together and just go to a whole bunch of training a couple of different places you know uh life is short and we just got to make sure we're prepared um let's talk about um duty gear let's talk about your weapon what um i think we're both glock lovers so what weapon do you carry yeah (laughs) i love my glock i'm a glock fan for life um Um, I carry a Glock 21. Um, I know a lot of people, if people don't know, um, mm. Glock 21 is chambered in 45, not 9, not 40. Um, and a couple people have asked me, they were like, why are you carrying such a big round? And um, one of the reasons why, and I know it's, it, to some people it sounds crazy, but, you know, go home to, we yeah. all have family yeah. that we have to go back home, um, go, you know, go home to at the end of the day. And if mm-hmm. you notice, these active shoot these active oh shooters, yeah yeah starting to wear you know bulletproof vests, just like, a body armor <laughs> there's no such thing as bulletproof i want to say body armor <laughs> yeah um you know they're starting to wear body armor and to me um just just in my to me i don't know to everybody else but to me um a nine or a 40 is not going to do much to a vest especially mm-hmm. like me too me too um, i love my safe life <laughs> shout out to safe life um, shout out to Nick at Safe Life Defense. Um, they're the only they're the only company I've seen yeah. shoot a vest with different yeah. types of guns that bullet didn't go through it. That's why I spent so much money on mine. Um, you know, um, mm-hmm. to, I know that 
a 45 won't penetrate it, but it's going to do enough to put you down you, that to where yeah. I can get enough room to escape and rethink my situation or, you know, in order to neutralize the threat or, you know, get everybody to safety. So um, I carry a Glock 21. Um, I carry two pairs of cuffs. Um, eventually I'm going to start carrying the taser again. I don't carry taser because <laughs> I don't want to, you know, tase these 15 year old kids that have to deal with parents. Um, I'm going to start carrying, um, I, I didn't get my, I love my pepper spray. I have spray, used it several times time. on people. <laughs> I am quick trigger finger when it comes to that <laughs> spray boil. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I rocked my Glock 21 and a Safari Dropland holster. Um, again, everybody's going to be like, oh, you're mm. trying to be tactical. Why are you wearing um, a Dropland holster? Well, the reason why you wear a Dropland mm-hmm. holster is once you have all this stuff on your belt, it puts a lot of toll on your mm-hmm. back. And you being a processor, I know you carry way more stuff than I do. <laughs> it's not that much more. Way but more. Not even going to go yeah, I mean, I, mean um, I can't I don't carry a taser yet. I actually don't um, don't have my certification, but I do want to get certification in tasing. So we're gonna do that together. You probably have your cert, right? It doesn't last well, for at, like how does how does that work in Ohio when you went through that? How long does it last? You have to you have to um get all your certs on um, firearms training. Matter of fact, I have to go recall. I have to um go hit the range. That's one thing that I'm mad with this mm-hmm. COVID nineteen. I can't hit the range because all the ranges are closed. Um, I have recertification coming up in I want to say October. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have to go to the um range and work on something. But um, a reason why I carry mm-hmm. um a droplet holster for my fire my duty weapon is when I first started off doing security. Um, and I'm a big guy. You know, I'm I'm a really big guy. Um, when you're and it's not even about size. When you're sitting in the car, and mm-hmm. let's say, boom, somebody starts shooting at you, it, you True. have to do a lot, yeah, to able to get to you know have access to your fire. Versus if you have a leg holster, boom, it's right here at a convenient yeah on my leg, and I can easily grab it and neutralize. It. Yeah, I've never actually so thought. You know, I don't, I don't, I've never had a drop leg holster. It's something that's on my wish list. Um, so <clears throat> Safari Land, shout out to um, Safari Land. But <laughs> um, I haven't had one, but it's definitely on my uh, <laughs> wish list. Uh, because this this whole journey of me revamping my page and everything is because um, in 2018, from like 2017 to I was sick, so I wasn't working. And gear drastically changed from like 2016 to 2019. Like things that I've never even seen are what's popular now. So I was definitely behind the times when I started back doing security. So drop legs weren't as important for like security personnel as they were for like SWAT and things like that. So I definitely want to try it. Now, the only thing I'm thinking in my head is that I'm already short. I'm only five, three. So I'm like, is a drop leg going to really matter for me? And then I thought about the fact I have rheumatoid arthritis. So the belt situation is what bothers my back a lot. So when you said that it, you know, puts a big toll on your back, that's kind of why I'm looking to do drop leg, just to have things in a different place. Because I also have, I have a safe life vest, but I also have a uh, 
AR500 plate carrier. And when I wear that, that's what I wear when I process serve. I wear that mm-hmm. and most of my stuff goes on that. So it's not all on my hip and my back. So I think I'm going I'm to I'm join that drop leg thing with you and see how it works for my back. Because I can't be, like you said, I carry a lot of crap. So I can't be, how many mags do you carry? Uh, I carry, <laughs> you don't want to know how many I carry. <laughs> Um, on my duty belt, on my duty belt, I have one in the firearm and three on my belt. Oh yeah, um, let's talk about that. Bag. I have a tactical to go bag, you know. Um, and there are things that I may need. Um, you know, I'm 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 the one that likes to be prepared, nothing wrong with that. I think I'm overly prepared. Um, I have about <laughs> I have about I want to say about and your go bag. You have eight extra mags in your go bag, and um. I- <laughs> Yeah, my bet my my tactical bag it has like a whole bunch of zippers and I can just throw things in there. Um, yeah, I have like eight extra matter. Um, I have a um, I have a um extra um extra pair of uniform just in case you know I deal with the situation or I get dirty yeah. or I get bloody or you know for whatever reason I have an extra pair of clothes in there. Um, I do have a baton in there. Um, <laughs> Even though I'm not certified for it, but um, I kind of, I kind of, me, me, I kind of live out of rules. Yeah, I'd rather be yeah. Clubbed and carried by six, so um, that's why, that's why I have it in there. Um, I'm also thinking about adding like a compact. Mm, yeah, firearm. yeah. Um, you know, like um, I have medical equipment in there. You know, I have about two extra tourniquets. I have about two <laughs> extra pairs of handcuffs. Um. I have alcohol swabs. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Anything that you can pretty, anything that you can pretty much think of, um, medical wise, or that you mm-hmm. may need while in the field. So I pretty much have it. Let's talk about the bus now. Um, carrying that go bag, do you put your firearm in there, or do you wear your firearm to and from work? So, um, by me being on the bus, um. We can. Oh, okay. Okay. So long as you, yeah. Um, even though you don't see a lot of people open carrying, you see them concealed. Um, yeah, me, me I rather conceal yeah. carry anyway. You know, element yeah. Of surprise, element of surprise. Um, while I'm going to, well, I go to work. When I go to work, um, I'm in full gear. So you'll see me get on the bus with all of my gear, my tactical bag. I'm in the vest with my firearm <laughs> and literally everything. Um, it, it's. At first, it was kind of a flight security, the world top flight, Craig. You know, it's it's conversation starter. Um, and I like it. You know, mm-hmm. I like talking to people, especially when I like you. Um, <laughs> when I like you, but <laughs> it's starting to get old because now it's becoming an eyesore. Um, you know, everybody started talking about it. Uh, can you open carry? I mean, can you carry a gun on the bus? Um, yes. I actually have yeah. police. Um, because these drivers are not familiar with the rules and I'm not even myself even though I know I should I'm not even familiar with all the rules of you know carrying a firearm in Ohio because it's like they're constantly changing yeah that is um, definitely an issue yeah um I had a, I've had a couple drivers that have called the um police on me you know we have a, wow we, really we have a, yeah we have a police department for um we have transit police here yeah yeah we um, do too. 
the cool thing is, my last job, I used to work with transit police, so I know majority of them. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my get out of jail free car. Um, and they just educated the driver, hey, if they're in full uniform, they are able to carry all these things on the bus. I can't believe they. But, I can't believe they called the police on you. Did they? Did was it like a you sat down and they called on their own, or did they stop you and talk to you and tell you they were going to call the police? How did that go down? <laughs> so, um, the first and I'm like go details because they started to be pretty lame afterward because they pretty much know who's on these buses now. Because pretty much, I think I'm the only security officer in Ohio that gets on the bus in all their gear. Literally, <laughs> I think. I've never seen I'm I've seen one other security officer and that was probably about three or four years ago. I've never seen that person since. Um I knew that this conversation I knew this conversation was going downhill. Um it was a little it was a little lady. She had to be about 70, 80 years old. Um and she just kept asking me about my gun, where I work at, and she kept saying, Are you sure you can carry a gun? Are you sure you can carry the gun? Are you sure you can carry the gun? So it was getting on my nerves and I'm not that disrespectful person. So I you know, I just got up and moved my seat. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> did you just get up in the midst of her talking and move? I, I did, I did. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what, was, what was the driver saying while she was asking you all these questions, or was he looking at you? Or no, the driver's cool. I, I know by me taking the bus, I pretty you much know the drivers. Yeah, yeah, I know the drivers, especially when I'm on a regular route. I know, I know mm-hmm. the drivers, and they know what I do. Yeah. Um, so you know, I just got up and moved my seat, moved to the back of the bus where there were uh, really wasn't any um people, and mm-hmm. she just kept staring at me. And so when we got to, um when we got to my destination, my stop rather, um, I take a bus and the train. I got to the train and there were about six police officers standing there. And what? I just, yeah, I just knew that there they were for me. Um, because I've never seen that many on the train. So I She called said, while she was talking to you? Called while she was talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's why she was asking you all those questions. Yeah, I, I kind of put two and two together. Wow. So when I got off at my stop and I seen all these cops, yeah, I was like, oh, they're there for me. And they were like, you know, no biggie. We just had to come out and, you know, check out the situation, make make sure that there was no real threat. Um, They asked me for my security card um, license and, you know, make sure everything was valid and I was on my way. Wow. I'm glad that you got a bunch of cops who didn't, who asked questions first. Right. Sometimes that doesn't happen. It's just straight get on the ground and then yeah. we gotta see your ID. But my hands are cuffed. How the hell am I gonna show you my ID? You gotta think about this now. You're asking me to <laughs> you know that happened to me on my birthday. Oh, uh, you gotta tell us that story. We got time. Tell me that story. <laughs> Let me make sure my phone not dying. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. Hey, mom, I may need to see a charger in a minute. So on my <laughs> birthday, <laughs> on my birthday, um, I love doing security. Um. Uh, oh, we didn't even get a sick. Dang, we could talk forever about that. Um, <laughs> this is how we got. This is how I actually got into doing security. Um, ever since I was a little kid, mm-hmm. like, I've always wanted to be a cop. Um, Me too. We used to have we used to have this group of police officers called the Blue Pigs. They were a musical group in the Detroit Police Department. They used to come out to the school. <laughs> and they were like sing and dance and you know it was like a mini concert and to me as a, as a kid I thought that was like the coolest freaking thing ever um going going past that um I was that kid you know every other kid was watching cartoons mm-hmm. you know, I was not watching cartoons you would find me in my room walking watching Walker Texas Ranger Kyle, oh yeah 
every cop show you can think of. Um, what's what's that cop show, Mama? That I like that old school show. Um, in the heat of the night, my boy oh, Bubba yes. in the heat yes. of the night. You know, <laughs> you know, I love all those shows. I was that kid that was watching cops every Saturday at seven o'clock. You know, day, <laughs> you know, um. You, it just it was it was in me. Um, my brother's side of the family, he has plenty of cops. I think it's like thirty cops in there. Wow. Um, and then my adopted grandma, um, Just Mathis, is her great ne- is a great great nephew. I think it's something like that. That um, great had, nephew. Yeah, I had a pleasure mm-hmm. meet him a couple of times. So you know, I think it's just basically been in my blood. Um, you know, I was that kid that. Um, my god brother, we were playing cops and robbers with airsoft guns. We were, everybody else buying little toy guns from Yeah, family. y'all not playing. Y'all got no, the no, that was not me and my god brother. Me and my god brother, we were literally going out buying like, you know, the fake body armor with the airsoft guns and all that and playing <laughs> cops and robbers. Like that's what we did. Um mm-hmm. and it used to be fun because the police used to come down the street and you know, this is when neighborhood police policing was you know, big back then. Um, you know, cops used to um, stop by, make sure we were doing okay. They even bought ice cream for us sometime. You know, mm-hmm. they caught us. Well, you know, make sure you never. They knew that it was a toy because you know you had the orange tip on there. But, yeah. You know, they were, they were basically <laughs> saying, you know, make sure you never um point the gun at anybody. Um, you know, basically the basic safety rules. Um, yeah. So progressing to where I um am now, um. I've always wanted to be a cop. Um, the ratio between cops and citizens are not that good now. Um, yeah. And it kind of made me back away from it a little bit because see, there's now hatred out there for cops, even the good ones. Like, you know, because many cops, just like they're good guys, they're, I mean, just like they're bad cops. Bad guys are just good guys. guys. Just yeah. Like there are good guys, there are bad guys. Um, and it seems like most of these cops are just hated for no reason. And mm-hmm. my boy, oh no, it's the Popo on IG. Um, I like what he's he's actually in Columbus. Um, I love what he's doing. He's um gapping the community between police and citizens, and it's starting with kids. Mm-hmm. And that's something I want to do. Um, when I was 16, 17, um, me, I thought that you know you can just go be a police officer. You just walk into the police department and say, "Hey, <laughs> shoot me too." <laughs> I thought that's how it was. You just walk up, hey, I want to be a cop. Give me a gun badge and, you know, give me a car. I didn't realize yeah. more to that. Um, so I'm like, you know, they turned me down. Hey, you're too big. Um, I was born big. I was, what, 10 pounds, 9 ounces? Um, so yeah, my dad, we, my donor, my dad, dad, was... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> my dad was 6'6", six, six, 300 pounds. And if you look at me now... Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm six two, going on four hundred pounds, so I'm a pretty big guy. Um, so you mm. know the police department turned me down. Um, saying goes for Coast Guard, um, Navy, military, you know all of them. So I literally mm. thought to myself, I said, "What is the next best thing that I can do to help out the community?" But still, I love guns, so I'm like, "What's the next best thing?" I yeah, can do I had this <laughs> same thing thought process. Yeah, I was like, "What's the next best thing I can do that can you know involves a gun, but also help people <laughs> out that you know need help?" Um, mm-hmm. and I want to say the next day, this is when I was still in Detroit. The next day, um, we went to the mall, and it was rare, but I seen the armed security guard there, and I'm like, "Yo, that's what I want to do." 
Mm-hmm. Um, so when I graduated school, uh, we had Securitas in our building. Um, when I when I got ready to graduate school, I asked them. I said, "What all do you need to do to become um, security officer?" At the time, you know, I'm thinking, you know, security is held as a standard, like police. They were like, you know, basically just how your um high school diploma is gonna apply for them. So I'm like, right, <laughs> yeah, basically, right? <laughs> so I'm like, all right, that's easy. Boom. Um, got my high school diploma. Went to Securitas. Yeah, I talk big stuff. They're like, "Which um, which shift you want to be put on?" I'm like, "Any shift, I can handle this." <laughs> they end up putting me on midnights. <laughs> Ooh, baby, I don't recommend midnights to nobody. Yeah, nobody can handle it. We, um, I, I've lived that midnight life. Yeah, uh, 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 seven. Um, yeah. And the crazy part is, I asked a couple of my um family members that have worked midnights. I'm like, yo, how easy is it working midnight? They're like, oh, it's easy. Um, your body get used to it after about a week. Just make sure you eat um eat the right amount of food, get enough sleep, do what you need to do, and go to sleep before um a couple hours before your shift starts. Mm. I did that. Um, I want to say almost every other um every other day or pretty much every day, I end up falling asleep. And at the time, oh, yeah. I was buying energy drinks, chips. I was buying, I was buying at least about thirty dollars worth of snack every night just to stay up. And I gained just to so stay much, up. And I gained so much weight from it. And when they finally fired me, they were like, "Hey, you're a productive security officer. We like you, but you know, you fell asleep within your thirty day um, probation period. We got to let you go." At the time, mm. I was like, Man, psh, okay, whatever. You know, I'm glad because I'm about to kill myself trying to stay. You know, just stay alone. <laughs> um, yeah. So then that's when um, my mom, we had to come move to Ohio because she had to have her third, was it third or fourth? It was the third one. We She had to have her third or her surgery. Um, and nobody in Cleveland, I mean, nobody in Detroit could do it. Um, they basically said, Detroit, if we operate on you, you're going to die. So I said, <laughs> to avoid wow. Yeah, I said, to avoid me from hurting y'all and blowing up this hospital, <laughs> what's the next best place we can um, go? They said, the closest place is Cleveland. So me and my mom, we looked at each other and said, hey, we do what we got to do. So we packed up our, you know, we packed up our life. We did what we had to do and we moved here. So I've basically been on this security field ever since. I mean, first I want to say, I don't know if your mom can hear me, but I'm glad that everything worked out and that the surgery went well. She, and I'm glad. Everything worked out, but she had to yeah. turn around, had the fourth open heart surgery. Oh. Hopefully, 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 this is the last one. This is the last one. He got me. Yes, he is. I'm glad that everything's good. I'm so proud of you, dear, because I hear you. And I hear your podcast. Demarius has about three of them that he really listens to. So I really hear you, and I'm very proud of you. Just Thank you so much. I'm about to be the only podcast that features my mom. <laughs> yes, you are. And I'm definitely going to say that in my story. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it. I, I like to hear the feedback. What'd she say? She said, at least I didn't say mommy, so you should be happy. <laughs> That's okay, because people need to know that it's okay to say mommy. People need to know that. Don't be embarrassed. People need to know that people say mommy. Well, I said it. He does take very good care of his mother. That's good. That's that's. I'm glad that you guys are close and have each other, and you know, I'm also congratulations on the move to the new apartment. 
Appreciate you. it. Yeah, yeah, I have to get away from that other apartment. I know you yeah. need to tell your story. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, can we touch on that? Like, I mean, because it's it's a it's a fear of mine. Let me, it's a fear of mine to have all my duty stuff, duty weapons, and and gear, and all this stuff in a place, and then you know somebody break in and take it, and then use it for you know, of course, bad. I, I know somebody uh, here in Baltimore whose house just got broken into, and they took about six different weapons, and they only oh. missed one weapon because it was under his pillow and they, and they didn't think to look there. So it's, it's definitely a fear of mine for that to happen. Um, when I, I've, my house got broken into in Buffalo, but at the time I didn't have like all this, you know, plate carriers and duty gear uh-huh. and all this medical stuff. So it, you know, they took simple thing, you know, they took money and jewelry and things like that. So it wasn't the same effect, but um, going through it with your duty gear and stuff. And once you kind of, walked up to the door and realized that that is what happened. You know, what, what was going through your mind? What was the one thing you were praying that they didn't get? So, um, it was, it was, it was, it was devastating. It was mind blowing. So, um, this, this how the day went, you know, got up, got dressed, you know, went to work, um, you know, at work, did my duties, came home. Um, my mom was gone, thankfully. Um, and she left about 30 minutes before I got there. She had a doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get off the bus, you know, check the mailbox and I'm walking down the hallway and I see my doors open. So I'm like, oh, you know, my mom, we got in the habit, you know, whoever's home for, you know, we kind of crack the door for each other because we're normally coming in right behind each right other. Behind each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we're literally like, you know, she has a doctor's appointment. I'm literally about 15, about 15, 20 minutes behind her. So, you know, she'll leave it open just in case I got to come in, you know, use the bathroom or, you know, got to <laughs> do something. Um, So I, you know, came home and I seen my doors open. And so I pushed it, you know, and it didn't budge. And so, you know, I'm kind of pushing on it now, not click, you know, it's not kicking, in, you know, clicking in my mind that, hey, dummy, your door is off the hinges. Oh, um, yeah. So I put my key in the um put my key in because it was like it was like it was caught on it was caught on by the um the deadbolt. So I got ready to turn the key and the key wouldn't turn. And so I looked, I took a step back and I realized that, you know, my door is like halfway off the hinges. Uh-huh. Um at that moment, you know, I called my mom a couple of times. She didn't answer. So right then and there, you know, that's when I'm like you know, somebody broke into my apartment and my mom is in there. So, of course, you know, drew my, step, set all my stuff down, drew my weapon. Yeah. Um, I cleared the house. Um, luckily, they didn't get in all the way. Um, the, luckily, the deadbolt caught it. Um, to me, oh, it okay. That, yeah, it appeared that somebody heard them coming and, you know, they ran. Yeah. Um, the management company, you know, they kind of blamed me for whatever reason, and they did really, yeah, yeah. I I was living in a horrible place. Um, they didn't fix the door for how long was it? About a week. Yeah, they didn't fix the wow. door. For, yeah, it was probably yeah going on two weeks actually. Um, and it was to the point where I was sleeping on the couch with my gun in my hand, and you know I'm ready for anything that comes to the door because my door is open like it cannot close. Wow. Um, they finally fixed it. Um about two, three weeks later, 
my mom left for a doctor's appointment again and I come home and my door is like completely open this time doors like off the hinges everything um again you know clear my web you know clear my apartment make sure nothing you know nothing you know nobody was still in there make sure my mom was okay um this time the first time they didn't take anything this time they took um a couple rounds of ammunition mm-hmm. um you know you know by me being a beginner armed security officer mm-hmm. I, don't, I didn't have i don't have that much gear at the time um i have okay. a I had majority of my gear on me. I carried majority of my gear. Yeah, me. exactly. So, yeah, you know, I thank God that they were only took. They only took about a hundred or two hundred rounds of ammunition. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been. It could have been more. Um, you know, my mom had jewelry in there. Um, my flat, my baby, my flat screen TV. Um, you know, it could have been a lot more. But it so was they different. didn't take any of that stuff, which means they came for your for your gear. Yep, and we we knew. We knew. I I want to I want to say I know who it is, but I don't want to get into it because when my yeah, mom yeah. out, when my mom leaves out, you know she takes paratransit, which is this bus for seniors and you know disabled people. Mm-hmm. Um, this big old bus pulls up, and she has she's in the wheelchair, so you know they see her getting on the bus in the wheelchair. Whatnot. Yeah, and by me leaving every day at five o'clock and not get home till about six or seven. Yeah, you got a set schedule so they kind of can tell that. Yeah, they kind of know my routine. So, you know, they, they, it was nothing. Once they seen that two people was gone from the house, they were like, boom, nobody in there. Yeah. And because you wear your gear to and from work, they kind of know, okay, they probably assumed like there would be some stuff in the house. Way more. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't know. They don't know. They don't know this stuff is expensive. This is not an easy life to live. Um, It's not. Yeah, so, yeah, well, I'm glad nobody was home. Um, I mean, after that situation, of course, you moved, but what, 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 for somebody else, what would you give as advice um, to do differently to, like, maybe a safe, like, do you have a safe? Yeah, I have a safe. Okay, like, so what would you give as advice to somebody else who either, you know, doesn't live in a great neighborhood, but they do go to work every day with, you know, a security and could be getting watched as well? What would you give them as advice to, you know, keep their stuff safe or, you know, keep them safe? So um, the number one advice advice that I would give them, um, get cameras. Um, Mm, Yeah, that's what even though I'm in a new apartment building. And I'm like on the 20th floor, literally, which is why I have this awesome view. Thank God. Yeah, the view is um, nice. <laughs> yes, I love this view. Um, I would tell people to invest in cameras in every angle of the house that you can. Um, yeah, that does the cameras would would save a, a big amount of stress because then you will know who's breaking into your house and you know, conf- I want to say confront them, but you know. Yeah, especially with those cameras that you can talk, no matter where right. you are. Especially, especially like the ring doorbell. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. That I recommend that as well. Um, that the house I just moved into, I don't have cameras right now, but the two houses before that, I mean, I I had all about ten to twelve different cameras everywhere from outside to inside. So I do. I think that's really good advice. And then my second piece of advice to add on to yours would be to have a safe um, for anything that you're leaving at home. Um, um, I, I follow a lot of safe uh, manufacturers on Instagram and some of those safe is like, 
you ain't breaking into those and you're not picking up to take those with you. So Yeah, so I have um the safe that I have um like I said, um I don't even keep my firearm in the uh safe anymore. You know me, you know having your having having your house broken into it, it, it takes your mama to heal from that. So yeah, I, I absolutely firearm. Um, but yeah, you know, my little safe that I have, um, it's actually a great safe. It, it cost me 50 bucks. I got it off of, um, Walmart. Um, one of the features you know that what I brand like, it is? uh, no, I do not. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I've had it for what, almost a year and a half now. I've, mm-hmm. I've only went in that safe like two or three times, really. Um, is it, uh, sits on the floor or is it small and you sit it on top of something? So I I can pretty much sit it anywhere. I can send it under my nightstand or I can send oh, it. Oh, okay. Um, one of the features that I really like about it, um, if you put if you put the code in wrong too many times, mm-hmm. a really a, a really annoying alarm goes off. Also, <laughs> um, another feature that I like about it, when it sits there and you put your code in, it activates the alarm. So say that if somebody tried moving, you know, say somebody picked it up and you know, did whatever with it. That mm-hmm. alarm, note, that alarm noticed that you know, hey, your safe is being moved, and now that alarm. But you're not putting the code in. Yeah. Yeah, and it go and it and an alarm sets itself off. No, you have to. It's it's a lot, but um, oh, you have okay. to put your code. You have to put your code in and take the battery out, and then put the battery back. Oh, in that's good. Code. That's good because they wouldn't know that if somebody was stealing, they wouldn't know that process. Not at all. That's good. I like that. You got you got to let me know what brand that is so we can post that up when we post this uh um episode up because um mm-hmm. I, a lot of people don't have, you know, and they don't know that they get get a good safe from Walmart. I think a lot of people who are starting off in the industry they they are looking at all the influencers and they're looking at all the expensive and high, you know, price gear that people are posting because they're ambassadors for the company or what whatever and I think it it it's a deterrent because they're like, oh, well, I can't afford that. So I'll just won't have nothing. And it's not true. There's a lot of things that you can get price, you know, price wise. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we definitely got to, you know, we already talked offline. We, you know, we're going to start <laughs> some of these companies, you know, to helping these average Joe security guys sending us some stuff so we could talk about it. So, you know, now, sure. now every episode, we're going to be dropping some commercials on this joint. We got to get this <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get this joint popping, DJ. I mean, so before we wrap it up, I want you to like give me something um, that because you're in, you're in the early part of your career, and I like that because um, not a lot of bad or not a lot of things you know have happened in your career. Wise, some of us, if we've done it more than ten years, we have like stories like oh I hate this or I hate that so I like talking to you because you're always really positive about things you know and everything's you know new to you so for somebody who's starting off I I just wrote an ebook and I kind of uh put in there you know how people choose like different ways to choose what lane of security you can go into and why would you choose that one and how to choose the right one for you and so we talked about how you started, but what made you choose the school? Like what made you choose that job over a different job or over going to government? What, what, how did you figure out where you would fit best? Actually, I, I really didn't want to, um, how can I put it? <laughs> I didn't necessarily realize that 
when I chose school security, I didn't realize that it was going to be such a small school. You know, mm-hmm. when I signed up, I thought that I was going to be at a big high school. You know, it was going to be you know five or six security officers. Um, mm-hmm. that's not the case. Um, one thing you said, you t- um said, how did I know what lane to go in? Yeah, um, I basically watch a whole bunch of influencers on IG. Like literally, that's another thing that I've been doing. Yeah. Like I gave you a shout out. Um, I watch influencers that I think pretty much do a good job and that are in all different specs of field. Like shout out to mm-hmm. my boy G Bubba. Um, Bubba. Um, executive um, protection is literally one of the things that I want to go in and that I'm looking forward yeah. to doing within the next ten years. Um, I look let's at say, let's years, say five like, years. Let's give you a shorter timeline. Get this done. <laughs> let's go for five years. Five <laughs> years. You know, I watch different people on IG all day long. And basically what I do is I take out the good and the bad um mm. like about that. And I yeah. basically put my own knowledge to it. Um so yeah, it's it's just something that I do. Um mm-hmm. I I do want to stay in security. Um I the private sector I I really do love and I see myself I love in, the private sector. It's it's do fun. You, it's fun. Do you see yourself going out for the police academy now? Do you see yourself making the changes and that they want you to and going out for it or do you see yourself really becoming implanted in this private sector and and that's where you're staying? So Bubba asked me the same question. He said, where do I see myself within the next 10 years? And mm-hmm. I told him, I t- no, I think he said it too. Um, I told him within the next two years, um, I do see myself going to um, the Cleveland Police Academy and That's eventually good. becoming a police officer. But I would love, you know, here in Cleveland, we have police officers that still do security work. Um, yeah, absolutely, yeah. That's, that, I think that's one thing that, I would love to do. Um, I would love to be a mentor to new security officers because, you know, everybody, not everybody, but majority of the people, when they hear security, they just think of, you know, Paul Blart. It's Small really cop, yep. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, <laughs> it's really not that. Um, there are security officers that are, I'm not going to say pretty much doing the same work as police work, but it's not the same. I mean, there are. It's dang near close. Is dang near close. So um, yeah, absolutely. I would, love, I would love to be a mentor to you know new security officers or even police. And officers they need that. Are, People need that. Yeah. Um. That's that's one thing that I would most definitely love to do, and I pretty much see myself doing it. One last question: If you were talking, if you were mentoring a new security officer right now today, what would be the first piece of gear you tell them to buy? First piece of gear? Oh, body cam. Well, Body, body cam. Oh. Oh, I forgot to mention that. I wear a Bolo, I think that's how you pronounce it, B-O-B-L-O-B body cam. And I pretty much love it. Um, it has night vision on it, it has wide angle. Um Oh, night vision on it? That's dope. Yeah. Um, it shoots in HD. Yeah, a body cam, and it actually saves me too. A body cam could save your ass in the long run. Yeah, yeah. I said, I, I've said that before. Absolutely. I've said that multiple times. I wrote a whole article on that uh, on LinkedIn because it's true. And people don't think about it only because I think we don't think about it as security officers just because uh, I think it's becoming more common now, but before mm-hmm. maybe five years ago, because we don't get it issued to us. 
Right. So we kind of be like, oh, we don't need it. The police, you know, and the police don't like it. And da, 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 da. no, 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 no. I wear one every day. And me, I'm, I'm weird. I actually wear a, a GoPro. I'm probably going to get one. I'm going to look up the one you just mentioned. But I usually wear a GoPro one because I, I, I have a couple of them already. Mm-hmm. And I have those long lasting batteries. So I didn't see a need to go buy something else. But I also like to film. Um, I like to film things and post it on my Instagram stuff. So it comes out, you know, how body camera looks like a body camera when you play the footage, right. but you right. know, my GoPro, it shoots kind of like a, like a video camera type. So I, I think that's the best. I asked that question a couple of times and I think that is the best because I'm in this space right now where I, I'm hearing my content and my um, books and articles towards new security officers. So the fact that you want to mentor some, you know, I have a guy now that I'm, I'm actually going to send him your way and tell him to hit you up on Instagram um, because he, he has no clue where to go. And my ebook was, was brought on because of the questions that he asked me. And I was like, you know what, there's other people with these questions. Let me write this out and kind of help new guards. So I second that the first piece of gear you should buy is a body camera. Um, yeah, and um, we're not going to go into depth, but the um second one, um, it should be a radio. Um, um, mm. and what I mean by radio, um, tell me, a couple people, um, a couple, a couple of security officers that I know here, um, they have radios from I think the company is nine one one INET. I believe I told you about that. Oh yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Um, even though it costs four hundred dollars. Um, or no, so basically, it's it's um it's basically like another cell phone. So you pay four hundred dollars for the radio. It's it's for yours to keep, and then you pay I think it's fifty dollars a month to use the radio. So now who do who do we talk to on the radio? You is so basically from what I've heard, and I'm still doing research on this myself. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's nine one one INET. If I'm explaining it correctly, I'm not 100% sure, but they have mm-hmm. their own communication dispatch and you're assigned a um a radio number, just like, you know, police officers are, you're assigned a radio number. And if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, if I read it correctly on their website or somebody tell me about it, they check up on you every 30 minutes if your radio is silent to make sure, you know, you're still there and you're um operating. Okay, so interesting. Yeah, the first body, um, I mean, the first piece of equipment would be the body cam. The second one would be a radio. And the reason why I say radio is because, like I said, by me being the only security officer at my school. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, true. I've, I've, um, I've left my phone at the desk plenty of times where in case where I need to call 911 because we had a person that was having a panic attack and couldn't breathe or, or I needed to reach the administration. But if I would have had that radio, boom, I could easily call for help and they're sending help. Yeah. So when you say call for help, are they going to send the police or they send like who? Are they, or they send one of the nine one one net guys. They're they're going to send actual law enforcement. They um oh. there's there's a locate there's a location chip built into the mm. um, into the radio, and so you ba- they basically know your location. They're going to send help. You know wherever you are. That's dope. That's dope. What was the body camera uh, company? One more time. I'm, I believe it's Bola B O B L O V. If I'm saying it okay. correctly. 
Okay. Uh, I just wanted people to hear that so that y'all can go out and get this and look up this 911 that thing. Especially, I think when we talked about it, I said that people really need that, especially if they work by themselves at a um, housing complex. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of that here. A lot of that where companies don't actually give sufficient backup, but they put you in the hood of all hoods yeah. and you be riding around and you're supposed to be actually having contact with people who already don't even, they challenge the police. So what makes you think they're not going to challenge you, gun or not? So I think, yeah, that's, those are two good um, things. I appreciate that. And if I, Um, if if I tell people if they need gear, (laughs) like mm -hmm. you, Amazon, I'm an Amazon, my, my bank account literally goes to Amazon. (laughs) I get majority of my gear off of Amazon. I've got this, um, the body cam, um, I even got a holster and a couple concealed carry holsters off of it. Amazon yeah. is the way to go. So Amazon is sometimes cheaper. Yeah. So, okay, well, I'm going to look for this camera. Um, for anybody that's listening, I'm going to look for this camera and some other stuff that he recommends to me offline. Um, because I, I, I think I told you I started an uh, Amazon store. And um, I'm, I'm relaunching the Amazon store. So we're going to have um, some DJ picks. Um, to go along with this episode. Um, and we're going to post that on the page as well. So if you guys are listening, we'll have some of DJ's picks on the uh, Amazon store for the podcast. And uh, we get you guys geared up because we are looking to help protectors be better protectors. And um, gear is definitely a huge part of that. So um, tell mom, I said, thank you for joining the show. She said, thank you. And, uh, um, and thank you for listening. And DJ, Thank you for having me. You stay blessed. You too. Thank you. Uh, DJ, thank you for coming on, man. Finally. I appreciate it. Uh, And you keep doing what you're doing. We're going to cut that 10 years out. We're going to do five years, maybe two, like Bubba said. You know, dreams dreams can't take too long. We got to go after them right now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm a Meek Mill listen to her. So, you know, dream chasing. We got to do that stuff now. Life's too short. Uh, So thank you for coming on uh, and, and, and uh, tell people exactly where they can find you on uh, Facebook and Instagram. So, um, my professional page, <laughs> is, my professional page is Detroit DJ D V T R O I T dot DJ. Um, you can also find me on Facebook, but that's the off-duty DJ. You'd be like, "Oh, I did not know DJ could be that wild." <laughs> but that that one is DJ A Y Y Xander Z A N D E R S. And if anybody's listening right now that is in, uh, are you in Cleveland? Are you, where are you? Yeah, I'm in Cleveland. So if anybody is listening in Cleveland and they're looking for somebody to do some bodyguard work, some executive protection, um, where, where, which page do you want them to, um, oh, the, the professional Detroit, page? Detroit, Detroit. So y'all listen up, you know, he is, right now he's um, out of school. Basically, right? So, right. if you have some stuff going on in Cleveland, oh, my man, you know, he's six, what, six two? Six 300 two. pounds? Yep. Yeah. All right, he can, he can knock somebody down. So, y'all hit <laughs> him up. <laughs> and y'all heard it. His dream was to do some executive protection. So, somebody, you know, reach out to him. That's, you know, that's what we're trying to do on the show, get people where they want to be. So, DJ, thanks again, once okay. again. And you have the good rest of the night. You too.